0: When he said, we were all looking forward to uh, hearing me preach, I was about to say, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, 24-28. I didn't mention in um, prayer requests, but um, a lady that I work with down at the corner store, the gas station here, her name's Betty Falk. She makes the pies down in there, if you've ever been in there. But um, she apparently got bit or something, but her joints were weak and stiff, and uh, there was swelling in some of them. And she wasn't sure what it was, whether it's arthritis or whether it's, uh, they were up in the Rocky Mountains or something. And uh, maybe it's tick fever. She just doesn't really know. But uh, she's had blood work done, and she gets that back tomorrow. So if you all remember her, um, pray for her as you remember her throughout tonight and tomorrow. But anyway, um, if you're all there, uh, let's start reading in verse 24, 1 Corinthians 15:24 through 28. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. For he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith, all things are put under him, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you'd bless this message. I pray that you'd speak through me these people here who have gathered here to worship you, to hear from you. I pray that you'd help me to preach, give me the words and thoughts to think, to say. I pray that you'd just uh, give them listeners, open up. Bless each and every everyone here tonight and go with us. Be with us here right now and even as we leave throughout our week. Be with each and every one here. Amen. Now, if you see in that verse 25, it says, For he must reign. Throughout history, people have tried to reign. You think of, um, if you think of people that tried to reign, you think of Hitler, and uh, when he tried to reign, he took over by force. As you all know, he took over by force, um, took over Germany, maybe not took over, he was voted in, but he took over and he started to reign by force. He started to order things, he started to change things, and we can all agree that that was not good. (laughs) Um, That ended up very badly for him. He ended up committing suicide due to all probably a lot of what he had went through and what he had done, not only to all of Germany, to the Jews, but to himself as well. And when he tried to reign by force, he probably shouldn't have. He was definitely not the person to be reigning over all those people because his plans were definitely evil. He definitely was not the man that needed to be in the spot where he was. Then I thought of Napoleon. Um, Napoleon, I looked up, when he reigned... He went over and he conquered a lot of people. He was a very smart, very strategic military man. And um, as I researched that, I didn't realize this, but a lot of the things that he brought to all those countries and those areas that he conquered, um, they, it, it drastically changed and altered their, their way that they went in society and how they lived. It really, um, what's the word? it really lifted them up to newer heights that they weren't living at before, and it really helped them. So some may say that that was um, a success. He was supposed to be reigning in the spot where he was. And we can all um, go through history and see many people who reigned and who, um, and who might not should have reigned and people who maybe shouldn't have reigned. There's, you, can see, you can go through history and find a lot of people that are on different ends of the spectrum. But um, that verse says God must reign. And you can go through the Bible, you can find many places in Scripture where it talks about God is going to reign. He's reigning now, and He's going to reign when He comes and ends this world and when He conquers Satan. Things that are found here, many places in the Bible where it tells us that God will and is reigning. Daniel 7.14 says, And there was given Him dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all people, nations, and languages should serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed." 1 Peter 3.22 says, Who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. I'd say that's reigning right there. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. That's everything in heaven. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, you need power to reign, is given unto me in heaven and earth. So there is no question that God is reigning now and forever. He must reign, as the passage tells us, it's true because God's Word is true. We know that nothing God has in His Word is wrong. It's infallible. It's, in, it's inerrant. There's nothing that is false in God's Word. We can believe God's Word is true because He's God. He's, um, he's pure. He's holy. And there's nothing that is evil. There's nothing that is imperfect about God. Everything He says is true and will come to pass. We can believe that. We can take that to the bank and be sure that it's going to turn out. The second half of that verse 25, which I'm drawing from mostly from this passage, says, Till he put all enemies under his feet. And that's the reason that he must reign. Ultimately, God came to the earth to destroy sin, to destroy Satan, to give us a way out from Satan's power and from his bondage of sin that he um, gave to us when he caused Eve to be tempted in the garden. And um, without Satan bringing all that sin into the world, there's no death. Without that first sin, that first, um, that first apple that was bitten out of when they obeyed God, um, there's no death. And when God comes back and He brings the world to an end, He's going to destroy Satan. As that verse 26 says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And that is ultimately meaning sin and Satan and all that comes with that. And when God does that, He's going to permanently, forever disable Satan permanently end all of what he has. Satan may bother you. He still attempts. He still comes to us, and all of us can testify here that Satan's probably throw things at us. I know he's throw things at me this week and even the past weeks. He's all, he comes to us. He fights us every day because he knows his, end, his kingdom's going to end one day, and he wants to take as many people as he can with him, just like God wants to take as many people as he can with, uh, with him to heaven. And um, God reigns right now, and obviously he does reign right now. We can believe that. We sing songs, our God reigns. We sing songs, we know that he's reigning right now, but Satan's still around. God hasn't destroyed him yet. And we can believe that God's still reigning and that Satan's still defeated now. Even though he's still around, he's still working, he's still fighting people, God still has reign over him. It's God has control of Satan. He's working around here, but God still has control of him. He doesn't, he's not caught off guard. He doesn't ever say, come back, you know, don't do that He has full control of what he does. He's just choosing his time and place to end him and to permanently do away with him. When that passage says he's going to put all enemies under his feet, and he will, but when you think of that, you don't really... He's going to put all enemies under his feet. What does that mean? And when I thought of that, I thought about it very literally. When something's under your feet, it's especially if it's something little like a bug when I was little, I would step on bugs, or y'all have already probably stepped on a bug or a spider, and when you do that, it's, it's gone. It's, there's nothing it can do anymore. When it's under your feet, it's, it's dead, it's gone, there's nothing it can do, it's disabled, it's, it's helpless. There's nothing it can do after that. And that's got what God's going to do with Satan. He's going to permanently take him away. He's going to permanently end him. We can't even fathom it, but when God is going to um, come, and when he's going to end Satan, when he's going to come and take back the world that's rightfully his, he's going to end Satan. He's going to, in a sense, put him under his feet. He's going to step on him, disable him. He's going to be helpless. He's going to be gone forever. And that's such an amazing thought. It's, it really encourages you when you think about that. You might be thinking, well, this is all great. God's going to come one day. He's going to end Satan. He's going to destroy death. Um, we're not going to have to worry about Satan anymore. We're going to be in heaven. It's going to be a new earth, a new heaven. it's going to be all things are passed away all things are new it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be perfect but what does that have to do with me right here right now as I listen to this kid who barely knows what he's doing try to preach to us (laughs) what does that have to do with us right now and although this is not contextually goes with the passage it still applies to us today that's all great and that's all good but it's relevant because God can do the exact same things in our life God wants to reign in your life. He must reign if he's going to do what he wants to do with you. He, could reign, he can reign in your life until Satan is at his disposal in your life. Satan's still kind of going to fight you. But God can so reign in your life that he has the power over Satan that when he comes at you, God has full control of what He's doing to you, and he can help you through that. He can help you defeat Satan. Because when God's reigning in your throne of your heart, Satan... You're not fighting against Satan. God's fighting against Satan for you. Because when we try to fight against Satan, it never ends well. It never goes right. And when we, we've done that all our lives until we come to that point of salvation where we realize that we need to give our lives to him. We need to allow God to reign. And that's what God can do with us if we'll just allow him to. Because when God reigns in our hearts, and our lives, Satan's destroyed. He's, he's rendered helpless. He can try to defeat us, and some he has, But when we truly allow Him to reign, Satan has no control. He has no power over us because God's the one reigning in our lives. And I hope you're choosing that today because it's a great way to live. It's the best way to live. It's the only way to live if you want to experience God's heaven and God's perfect um, place that we'll be in someday. And Satan's obviously going to bother us still on earth, but God's the one who holds all the power to defeat Him in your life. And the, the, um, I know I'm being short tonight. I was meaning to be short to give more time for Cameron, but um, I don't think y'all will uh, hold that against me that I'm being short tonight. <laughs> but anyway. But the main reason and the main um, thing I want us to get tonight is, um, does God reign over your kingdom? Does God reign over your life? Does He? When you think of kings, they rule over everything. They rule over a whole nation, a whole... Um, a whole kingdom, if you will. Any room in that palace that they have, they have rule over that. There's not anything that they um, don't know about. There's not anything that they don't have control over. People answer to them. They don't answer to the, the people that they're over. People come to them and they answer to them. And I want to ask you, does God reign over your kingdom? Does, do you answer to God? Or does God answer to you? Is God saying, um, you know, can I have that? Is that mine? And you say, yes, it is. Or are you saying, no, God, that's mine. That's mine. You can't have that. That's mine. Um, I want you to have some of this, but I don't want you to have all of it. Does God reign over your life? Does He rule as He should? Is there a room? Is there a part of your kingdom that God doesn't have? Does He have to answer to you, or do you have to answer to Him? And that's an important question. God doesn't want us to... um, God doesn't want us to you know, hold anything back. When God's reigning, when our king is reigning, nobody, if anybody defies him, they're cast out. If anybody defies him, they're not a part of that kingdom anymore. When God reigns in your life, he doesn't want you to be an unloyal subject or you won't be a part of his kingdom. God wants you to be a person that answers to him, not somebody that goes out and do your own thing. Is he really reigning in your life? Um, Is he really reigning in your life? God doesn't want a little bit of you. God can only do with you what He needs you to do. and God can really only give you a true Christian life. A Christian is not somebody who is a only part of a Christian. They're a Christian. Christ is in that equation. Christ is in that Word. Not as just part of it, but it's the complete Word of Christ. God needs to be completely reigning in your life if you're to be the woman, the man, the boy, or the girl that God wants you to be. And I know from experience that God can truly not be um, everything He needs to be. You can truly not have the life that you want if He's not truly reigning on that throne in your heart. So as you leave here today, make sure that you're checking, you're checking all those rooms in your kingdom. Make sure you're checking all those places that you may not think about. You may not think about. have I given this to God? Or you may not have visited in a while. Make sure you're checking all those. Make sure you're answering to Him. Make sure that you're allowing him to reign, because he must reign in your life, or the penalty is death. And as God says in that passage, the last enemy he's going to destroy is death. And um, I believe we all don't want to be destroyed. (laughs) But um, make sure God is reigning in your life, because he must reign. He is going to reign, and there is going to come a time when he's going to reign, and he's going to have everything under his control, everything that is evil, anything that is sinful, evil, anything about that will be put to death. And that's why God must reign, because without Him, we're evil, we're sinful, and that is going to be all passed away. It's going to be all destroyed. So if He's going to reign in your life, and He's going to put Satan under your feet in your life, he's going to, if He's going to give you control, if he's, if he's going to take control of your life and have control over Satan, you'll need to give Him your throne and your kingdom. You'll need to have Him reigning in your life, because without it, we're helpless we're, we're, um, we're hopeless against Satan. And um, we're bound for hell if we're not going to allow him to reign. And we all know that nobody wants to go there. No matter how many people say or curse and just do all these wicked things and say they love it, deep down inside they know they don't want it. They'll come to a point in their life where they realize they don't want that. And um, I know we all don't want that. So let's allow him to reign because he must reign. He must have control of your life if you're going to make it. There's no other way he can do it. He must have full reign in your life if you're going to make it. And uh, I just want to make sure every one of you is making sure that you're answering to him, that he's reigning in your life and he has full control over you because it's what must happen if you're going to make it and if you're going to make it through. That's all I have.